travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the music. Now we're up to the latest hit by English singer Phil Collins. The Zingers. Whose husband are you, dog face? <laughs> Whose husband are you looking for? <laughs> and the self-indulgence. Chicks dig me because I rarely wear underwear. When I do, it's usually something unusual. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? Yeah! Finally, Spearsy and Bailey on a plane to Sin City. What am I doing right now? Stuck in the 80s last weekend. Woo! Dude, it's 8 in the morning. I'm hungover. We're on a Southwest Airline jet. Do you have to yell? Hell yeah, baby, I gotta yell. Come on, throw my nips. Just do it once. We're on a freaking airplane, baby. This is it. I've been shackled. I've been shackled for the last 11 months. And now look at this. Girl, you know it's true. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I love you. Sing along, everybody. I don't know what's more disturbing. That you're singing... Or that you chose a Millie Vanilli song. Ah, oh, man, I gotta get comfortable. Just take off my shoes. My dogs are barking. Wow, that's nice. Who are you, Del Griffith? Spearsy, Spearsy. Have a little nip of my flask, my friend. You gotta relax. Just listen to the melodious tones of my voice. If I could turn back time, Spearsy. If I could find a way. <laughs> sir, sir, I'm sorry. Federal aviation regulations require that you stop singing 80 songs for the duration of this flight. Thank you. Thank God. With all 80 songs? We're just the really bad ones from 1989. Sir, the federal government recently decided that there's no difference between the two. So you'll have to stop or you'll be escorted from the plane. Just shut up, Daly. I'm not going to shut up. You know why? Because this is our liberty. This is our weekend. This is freedom. We're going to own Las Vegas, baby. 48 hours of drinking Red Bull and body, 48 hours of paying strippers to give us lappers while listening to Bon Jovi songs, 48 hours of Spearsy and Daly as kings. And it starts right now. Welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears with TampaBay.com. And today, we finish our horrible hit series with the horribleness of 1989. With me, as always, he's the Millie to my vanilla. Times pop music critic, Sean Daly. You know, I just, I, I want to say I had like... 18 crackles, like many little chocolate bars before, before we recorded that intro. So I was jacked, baby. I'm no damn. kidding. But I'm also excited. This is our last podcast before our epic 80s weekend. It is 48 hours. I'm there for 48. You're there for 72. 72. I think that last 24 is it's always the mistake. I could use that. Like, I don't know. Like, like I'm going 48 straight, baby. 48 straight. I'm going to have shirts made <laughs> with the nips cut out. Uh, but anyway, this is the last one. It's the Horrible Hits of 1989. And this might be the most horrible list ever. Yeah. It's so heinous. It's shockingly heinous. <laughs> shockingly. It's almost like hyenas. <laughs> Oh, but I'm so amped on chocolate. I just got to apologize. You realize, I'm like, Spiky, how are my volume levels? 
all over the board, all over the board. You know, if if you act like this in a plane, they will be escorting us <laughs> off. We will be driving to Las Vegas. I'm gonna be like the little gremlin on the wing in uh, in Twilight Zone. Spitzy. <laughs> <laughs> And I wagged the finger. Oh, my Lord. Anyway, uh, we have how many people coming to Vegas at last uh, count? About 25. 25. 25 strangers all coming together as one. It is interesting because unlike two years ago in Vegas where I knew a few of the people ahead of time really well, a couple of local people, this time not so much. Really? Wild card galore. People are going to be walking in the party suite. I'm going to be like, uh, Tommy Doucette? <laughs> no. No. You know, uh, I don't know. Marty, you, I can't wait. I don't know. We'll see how it happens. I hey. have severe, um, uh, social disorder and anxiety, so I'm going to be hiding behind you. <laughs> yeah. It's like Howard Stern and Letterman, like when they're on the air, they're very, uh, verbose and genial oh, don't and amiable that. and amiable, but I'm going to be like shy, like, you know, Get away from me, Brad Williams. <laughs> you know what's really funny is um not funny, sad. <laughs> is uh actually the opposite. This is the most gregarious that I get on the show. In person, I'm I'm kind of quiet. Yeah, I mean you're funny. You're funny in person. You're very like you're you're more of a dry wit. Some might say my comedy is rather overt. <laughs> I you know <laughs> I make uh, Rip Taylor look like you know Stephen Wright. So you know, I, I'm gonna have a lot of confetti, right. a lot of uh, punnery. You know, I don't know, whatever. No, you're you're good. You're very yeah. you're better with the listeners I'm the too quiet than guy. I am. I'm the quiet guy. You're the quiet I'm the guy. teller to your pen. That might be right. That's very true. That might be true. So here's how horrible hits work. Yes. This is the final time we'll do it. It's been the a last long time. time. Yeah. I feel like maybe we should be talking about that. We've had a great run. When was the horrible hits in nineteen eighty? What 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 year? I said what year, god damn it. I don't know. But here's the uh, point. We have get gone back through Man, I'm unhinged, I can turn baby. back time right now. I would totally reschedule <laughs> this podcast for I another day. I am unhinged on crackles. Is that what they're called? What do you like, the cracker or the Mr. Good Bar? Just answer the question. <laughs> Don't wait for the translation. <laughs> uh, no, here's how it works. We, got, we have gone back in time with the help of our many listeners who contributed many of the songs that you'll see on today's list, and we have examined the hits of 1989. And what we have found is a whole lot of sh- yeah, so bad. what we've done is we've picked 10 songs that were hits in 1989. Now, not so much. This is easily the worst list ever. Yeah, we thought 88 was bad. Nope. Wrong. So uh, without further ado, you ready to get started? Yes. I'm crashing. Number 10. N-K-O-T-B. With New Kids on the Block. I mean, you just can't finish the 80s without uh, reintroducing these guys. Yeah, the funny thing about this list, as you're about to see, is that it's very much, and this makes sense, it's very much hinged in the 90s. Yeah. Even though we were still technically in the, in, uh, in the 80s, they feel like 90s songs, you know? And 90s is my least favorite time for music. Really, music dies. Know? Yeah, music dies. It dies. It dies. And you got you got the grunge movement. Pop started to suck. The then girl you bands. The you got the Britneys, the like Christina. Little Miss, Little Miss can't be wrong. <laughs> really? There's nothing. Spice Girls. Oh, God. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I know what you're saying. 
<laughs> There's a reason I'm stuck yeah. in the 80s. But you, as you like to say, Spears, by 89, you were ready to take a chew on a cyanide tablet, right? Oh, yeah. You knew it was over. By 89, I'm listening to stuff from 81 again. I, I'm, right. I, I, you were already stuck in the 80s in 1989. Sure, sure. You were trying to go back. You were trying to climb into the womb, the marsupial pouch of the 1980s. <laughs> I don't even... <laughs> I'm going to crash at like number eight. All right. Yeah, New eight. kids on the block. Stephanie Hayes loves them. We did a podcast with them a few years ago where Stephanie interviewed them and we mocked Talked them. Talked to like the roadie. Didn't she get like the no, worst No, she kid? got like the, the ugly dude. The one the one who looks like a... Donnie? The missing link. Donnie. Did she? Yeah. Donnie's a badass. She didn't get Donnie. She got... Some, they're all the Lonnie. same to me. They're all she the same. She got Lonnie. Yeah. <laughs> all right, next. Great. <laughs> number nine. <laughs> Buffalo Stance by Nana Cherry. When you say Buffalo, you're literally like exploding my eardrums, which uh, granted is hypocritical because I am loud. <laughs> right. I can be boisterous. But th- say Buffalo again. Buffalo. <laughs> Something about the way you're saying it. It's, there's nothing it's weird like about how I'm saying it. Tympanic membrane. <sighs> Man. <laughs> All right. Tell me about We're going to have to see a doctor after the show, aren't we? Doctor, doctor. I don't remember this song from 89. Buffalo Stance. That's all I got. <laughs> Buffalo Stance. Yeah, she was kind of cool. No, she wasn't. This is awful. This is, I, I swear, this sounds like it's two years old. Not, <laughs> not 20. Not 20. Yes, because she's timeless. No, I don't mind <laughs> yeah. this one. I don't think I put it on my iPod, but th- out of all the songs on this list, I would say that this is the least. <laughs> <laughs> what, does, uh, what does Buffalo Stance even mean? Do you know? Uh, it refers to the, the fashion um, term Buffalo, which is when you get photographers, models, musicians all in one uh, swarm, I believe. Still different than Donkey Punch. <laughs> oh, God. Ow, even I hurt when you said that. Sorry. Donkey. Buffalo. <laughs> no more animal names for Spearsy. Buckaroo Banzai. <laughs> uh, the song's name is also a reference to Malcolm McLaren's song, Buffalo Gals, which is sampled in Buffalo Stance. I don't hear it in Nana there. Nana Cherry is a Swedish singer-songwriter and rapper of African descent. Hmm. Nana Cherry. She was cute. She's pretty. Oh, yeah. She was built. Yeah, I like it. Doesn't it. feel like an eighty nine song, but it does feel like a horrible hit. Are you ready for the next yes, one? Yes, keep going. Number The Great Share Comeback of 1989. Okay, flat out. Yes or no? Oh, yes. Really? Of course. I, you know what? I didn't have to say would you. That was so nice. Oh, How come we speak, on. We have, we're, we're Fish, fishnet stocking outfit? She looks like she's Frankensteinian today. Nah. She's put together with like 85 different pieces. Would you do uh, Joan Rivers? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Look at you. You're like, I've never seen you so pensive. I don't know. It's been it's been a dry summer here, and 
You're like the thinker. Dear no women. You're like the thinker right there. Never have you been so in deep thoughts. Spears a year no women starting to take its toll. Oh Lord! You know what? You had an agenda come into the show. No, to that's like, not no. To Vegas. put little a little trail of goldfish down. Like, come, Spearsettes, no. follow my goldfish to my magic place. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> Eat each one. <gasps> By the way, have you what? seen that? There's a new. See, so you always call the Spearsettes, but have you seen that? There's a new nickname for your followers. The Daily Doubles. What really? Yes. On Facebook, which you don't even use anymore, but I, I use it religiously because I have. On, I'm a little down I'm, on Facebook lately. Yeah, I'll, I'll go back. on The though. daily doubles is is uh, also known as the double D's. The double D's is how it is, like yeah. Zoftig. Right, that's cool. So that, that who started that, that? Who's the daily doubles? One, one of our passionate listeners decided that that was an appropriate name. So the Spearsettes and the daily doubles. I like ah, it. I, I like, like the it daily doubles. It's, no, it's really sweet. I'm honored. Yeah, I'm honored. It shouldn't be. I that's will okay. thank each and every one in person. With the dance of the seven buttons, perform to this next song. Number seven. Girl, you know it's true. Some would say that Millie Vanilli has no business being on this list since they didn't actually sing. Ooh. Their songs. Uh, they deserve. It's to be on still the a list. hit, and it still deserves to be on the list. I mean, since they did this, everybody, yeah, Britney Spears doesn't sing her own crap. I know it's amazing. They started, really. I mean, a lot, people lip synced TV performances for years. Yeah, I mean, for for decades before Millie Vanilli did it. The trouble with Millie Vanilli is they did it in concert and pretending like they weren't. You know, really Britney sad. Spears and, isn't pretending. And then when Brit and then Millie Vanilli, um, they tried to sing like, no, we actually really. Ha-, and they go, they were like awful. It was terrible. It was so bad. Girl, you know it's true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was it was so awful. You know, I felt re- I just wanted to hug each and each one of them. Fab yeah. and. Uh, what was that one saying? Fab and uh, Bernie? <laughs> <laughs> Larry. Fab and Larry. Larry Vanilli. Um, but yeah, what, this is peaked at number two in the U.S., number three in the U.K. What were we thinking back then? The song lyrics skipped and repeated during a Millie Vanilli concert in Connecticut, revealing a case of lip syncing during the performance and setting off a wave of controversy. It was originally sung in 1987 by an obscure rap group called New Marks. Hmm. What were we thinking, though? I mean, this is not a good song. It wasn't a good song, even lip synced, right? You know what's interesting too is that they were not. I mean, they were considered kind of sex symbols. They had those weird eyes, um, and uh, but yeah, they were really odd. Like women loved them. Like that was the whole point. Like to get two really high guys, but they were kind of strange looking. Then they did that w- weird like uh, shimmy lollipop guild uh, yeah. dance with the legs and everything swinging back and forth. Seriously, I hadn't seen any shit like that since Wizard of Oz. It was freaky, <laughs> that dance. It was scary. It was. Why are you giving me the hairy eyeballs? Because I hadn't thought about it till now. <laughs> why, is my, why are my eyeballs hairy now? <laughs> no, hairy. Oh, forget it. Keep going. By the way, can, can, I, can you comment a ruling on how the, uh, the stash and the beard looks? Well, you know what? I think it looks good. I think you're, you know, one, I'm jealous of anyone who can grow facial hair. Even right. though I grew mine out like a, it's not as patchy anymore. Actually, <laughs> can't you see it? No, look again. No, yours looks good. You you keep it really trim and manicured. It's not an overt uh, Van Dyke. Is that what it's called? Or a, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not goatee. trying to look like Grandpa Simpson. No, you're. It's really tight, and uh, you let the gray kind of get in. It looks. I think it looks nice. You know, I think it's. You know what it is? It's slimming. 
Oh, that's good. No, it is. Well, you're probably right. Yeah, no it's vertical. Joke. You kind of put, had a look at your face like, here comes a Sean joke, but I was being honest. Okay. Didn't no, see it it's coming. Good. You, you like it too, I can tell. Nah, I'm getting used to it. Are you... Um, I don't know if I'll sh- I may it? not shave it off in Vegas. We may but here's the vote. deal, to be honest. The shaving it off, if you had grown like some ridiculous Raleigh f- fingers mustache, you know, it would have been funnier. But now shaving that, it's like kind of a little sad. Like now it's just shaving. But if you had grown like some ridiculous giant beard, like you're Grizzly Adams. <laughs> I can't do that, man. I have a regular job. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's like, shave that beard. Right. Now it's just like... Yeah, okay, okay, we'll be out here. You yeah. can shave. Yeah, no, it's just yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I, I would keep it. Okay. I think it's nice. We'll see. If you, unless it's a pain in the butt. Well, not more than anything else. I got to shave every day anyway. I you mean, ever thought about shaving your head? Going bald? No. If I, if I start to lose my hair, yeah. rather than like save it with a comb over, I, I would shave my head. You got to have a hell of a I'd look like a villain. I'd look like a villain. You look like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. But you gotta have a hell of a skull to go bald. No, I don't think I have. A Mine's skull. like weird and got a. I would look like that alien in in uh, Star Trek, you know, with a real huge bulbous head. The one that imprisons Kirk. I have know, no idea what Gamesters of Triskelion. I don't remember what episode it was. <sighs> what was the name of the bald woman in uh, the first one? Oh it's god, like the one, that, one that's chasing Vigor. Persis Kambata. Was it Persis Kambata? <laughs> she didn't look, look that good though. No, she didn't. Not Are you in the bald woman? Kanye West dates a bald woman. Does he really? <laughs> Keep going. Take this show out of my hands. Number six. Toy Soldier by Martika. I almost have absolutely nothing to say about that <laughs> song. Was this some uh, sort of political diatribe by Martika? No, technically it's about a friend. It's inspiration for a friend who is battling a cocaine addiction at the time. Oh. I don't see that, oh, but whatever, you know. Friend question. Ultimately, beat the addiction. So Toy Soldier and cocaine addiction. What is, I don't, I don't, even I don't see get the, it. I see, I've never, marching powder? Marching powder. Like the Toy Soldier marches? Oh. Like Bolivian marching powder? Right. I, I've never even seen cocaine. This is just... Uh, I've never even seen it. I don't even know... I, I've never seen it either. Weird. It is weird. You and I, we're not, we're not saints. No. I've seen things I wish I had. <laughs> a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, 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 especially at your apartment <laughs> the one time where you did your little dance. Oh, that's cute. Boing. I wish I had seen that. I wish I had seen like eight mountains of cocaine. <laughs> I'd trade eight mountains of cocaine for that. <laughs> you can ever see like eight kilos of coke oh. or Spears's wiener. Uh, yeah, I really hope I don't coke. do that stunt in Vegas. Oh God, I hope so too. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh, no, no, Spears, no. You'll, be, you'll come out of the bath and be like, "Hey guys, I shaved," but you still got your must- <laughs> you still got your mustache and beard on. We'd be like, "What are you talking about? You didn't." <laughs> 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 it's all backwards. Oh, oh man! Uh, oh, by the way, don't use the sink anytime. Yeah, right. Oh, that's that's good stuff. What's the show about? <laughs> it's about this. Ready? Yeah. Number five. Stand in the place where you live. Now face no Think about direction. Wonder why. 
Stand by R.E.M. And I know Sean Dale is not a big R.E.M. fan, but I got to tell you, this is one of the few songs that made me not an R.E.M. fan, too. Yeah, it's such a novelty song. It's like, oh, I don't even know. No, it's it's Tinker Toy. It's it's silly. It's um, Michael Stipe, I think, one time talked about the origins of the song, and he said that they were all sitting around a group, and they were throwing out some of the goofball songs of their youth, you know, Banana Splits, uh, The yeah. Archies, The Monkeys. And he decided to write a song like that. And so he asked everyone, throw out the most stupid lyrics you can think of. And they did. And it became this song. Really? Yeah. That makes, It's like a Mad Lib. Right. You remember the TV show, though? It's, uh, with- it's some sort of buckaroo bonsai-ism, right? Like, stand in the place where you live. Now, was it now face north or some sort of... I don't shit. even know. I just and it's I, like you know wherever you are, there you are. Or, you know, I don't. Know. I turn it off as soon as it comes on the radio, which it sadly well, I does. I, I like the Andy Kaufman song by REM. It's not bad. Sure. I just I don't believe I don't buy what Michael Stipe is selling. I don't. He's not selling anything any different than I don't feel you like too. I, I don't feel. I don't feel like I get along with him. If we were at a party, he's wiry and little. I feel like I if we got in a fight, I couldn't catch him. <laughs> He'd be on my shoulders. You know why? Because be- you probably don't know anybody like Michael Stipe. I grew up with Who this are you, guy, Cindy Lauper. No, no, no. I'm just saying. I'm yes. like, I'm like, I had this friend growing up from Boy Scouts all the way to adulthood. We went to college together. We were in a band together. His name is Clay. Yeah. And Clay was Michael Stipe. He was the kind of guy who would walk into your room and just say mayonnaise and then walk right <laughs> out, and and you wouldn't even like bat an eye. He just he was that kind of guy, and you just kind of got used to. And he looked a lot like him. He had a shiny chrome dome. He was a huge REM fan, and he would just he would write letters to you that would literally go like in circles on the page all the way through, and it oh, was little it, illustrations yeah. of monkeys on it, and you'd be like, right, "Okay, so you just you got used to it. that's Clay, that's, <clears throat> that's Michael Stipe." I don't know how, why is that a selling point though. I'm just saying you haven't. You know, my, my, it took a while my, to get used to Clay. It takes a while, I'm sure, for someone to get used to I Michael Stipe. Not, I, I know they have millions and millions of fans, and that's great. But I just, I'm not buying in the REM. You know, Michael Stipe reminds me of Mr. Peepers, the Chris Kattan character from. Remember, like little monkey guy eating the apple. No, I think I need a safe place. I think I need a safe harbor right now, somewhere to make me feel better. You know where that place is? Yeah, the Seggies. Ah, the mystical refrain of reader mailbag. And this week, we have uh, four emails. Yes. Every single one of them is about Cindy Lauper. Yes, four letters. Our Cindy Lauper show was a hotbed of controversy. And not just, you know, we maybe oversold the fact that Cindy and, and, uh, and uh, uh, us didn't get along, you know, which maybe isn't true. We had a lot of people say, Cindy was just speaking her mind. You guys are idiots. Sean was laughing at her, which wasn't the case. Wasn't the case when I was laughing behind my microphone when Cindy Lauper was telling, giving us her views or ideas or whatever word you know touched off a bomb. Um, I was laughing at Stephen Q. Spears' reaction to the uh, Meshigas that was the interview because it looked like I swallowed something. Yeah, because you always do like, oh god, you look. Oh, I turn white. Yeah, and I'm I'm here laughing like so. I was not laughing at Cindy Lauper, but we also had people who were really hard on her. And we're kind of defensive of us, and maybe that's a little extreme, too. But anyway, here are the letters. Are you ready, Steve? Fire away. Steve Spears? All right. The first one is from, uh, oh, our friend Michelle Willits, a.k.a. Mini Poster Girl. Did she send us all the mini posters? Oh, yeah. That we've signed and sent out Hey, we've sent out hundreds of those. Hundreds. I don't believe you. You're a liar. 
right. Dear Stephen Sean, your prelude to the Cindy Lauper interview hit home, especially the part about Shebop. Let's just say there was a group of naive freshman girls who did believe it was about dancing. And let's just say that this group of girls called their intramural volleyball team the Shebops. And let's just say that none of the other teams said anything to us until the end of the season when they laughed at us for being so clueless or naughty. Let's just say these freshman girls were mortified. Thanks to you, my memories aren't stuck in the 80s. Michelle Willits. Funny. The Shebops. Nothing wrong with that. I think when I first heard it, I don't think I understood what was really going no, on. No, I didn't know what it was about. I, you know, I because you know, I, I think I was um, she bopping at, at the time. <laughs> he bopping. He bopping. Thing. Well, you know, I have something to tell you. Um, I think I was he bopping at the time, and yet I couldn't imagine that there would be a video on or a song on the radio about um, self pleasure, onanism, if you will. <laughs> Brad got very upset with us, Brad Williams, that we yeah. were talking about uh, pleasuring ourselves. His wife is no longer a fan. <laughs> I, just, I just licked the microphone by accident. Don't do that. Don't I do that. Dengue fever. I got the dengue fever. All right, Kevin Wench says, Hi, guys. Move over, Molly Ringwald. You have been supplanted as the most humorless interview in Stuck in the 80s history. I can't believe this. Hmm. For a gal whose persona is fun and crazy, Cindy Lauper is quite the bore. Still, the podcast was full of good times, thanks to Spears and Daly. How do you know when you've done over 200 podcasts, when you can talk about your first wet dream to the world without hesitation or embarrassment? Kevin Wench. Yeah, I'd forgotten we had done that. Who <laughs> cares? It's a rite of passage. Out of all the horrible things we've talked about, two young men entering uh, adulthood. Uh, manhood, uh, adulthood. Thank yeah. you. And I never had a wet dream, so I was curious about it. Try a diagram a later. <laughs> it was a point of scientific inquiry. I think this laboratory nonsense has gotten out of hand. You don't go out with girls. When are you going to ask somebody to the prom? Okay, Jeff Fisher from Raleigh, North Carolina says, Hey, Sean and Steve. Boy, you guys had to suffer through that bleep, bleep, Cindy Lauper. Wow. Tough. Jeff's, Jeff's upset. Jeff Fisher, Fisher, isn't that the name of the coach of like the um, Tennessee Titans? It is. Get off your soapbox, Cindy, and talk about your 80s music. She could have made her point about gays and oppression and had us still going with her if she would have not gotten so pissed off about it. I don't care what she believes or whether I agree or not. There are good ways to make one's point. Some complain that the right-wing Christians come across as offensive. Well, she's a good example of someone on the other side of her political beliefs that comes across like an idiot. Very harsh words. I'm with Steve on this one. As a fan of her music... Her stock just went down in my book. The next time I hear one of her songs, I'll think of this interview. Good job handling her crap fest. On to bigger and better interviews. Stuck in better 80s music than Cindy Lauper's. Jeff Fisher, Raleigh, North Carolina. Wow. Very upset. It's kind of how I felt about it immediately afterwards. Yeah. We did get letters defending Cindy, though. I had some people on my uh, Facebook who were very Oh, sure, yeah. And a lot of people who said that we oversold it and stuff like that. Oh, well. People can say what they want. Um, this is from Gary and Gilroy. This is our last one. Hey, Sean and Steve. I'm going to get right to it and say that I was really irritated with Cindy Lauper in your recent podcast interview. Sean seemed to think her comments made for great radio. I did. I, I, I do think anytime there is um, some sort of incendiary, you know, 
aspect to an interview. I think I, it's good. I, I, I agree, but I think I wish there had been more give and take, and Cindy wasn't letting us. I, you know, my thing is, I think specifics and details make a really good thing, and I would have liked some of that about. She kind of talking talked in these general terms, right? Um, it's like she was talking off of index cards, yeah. Instead of, well, I think she had probably probably done, you know. A gazillion interviews, interviews yeah. yeah. It happens to us. Uh, while I have no problem whatsoever with her beliefs, what a shocking term that was, what I took offense to was the fact that she said she needs to educate people. I get so annoyed by people who feel that they have a higher understanding than the rest of us plebs and need to quote-unquote educate us. Promote your album, your concert, your TV specials, and whatever social or political causes you like. I'm cool with that. But to take the tone she did was akin to a lecture. It was just an arrogant and a real turnoff. I don't think she realizes that it kills her message to a good portion of the audience. I was reminded of Brian Johnson's comments about The Edge. So true. You guys did the best you could with it. Later, Gary and Gilroy. Thank you, Gary. I think that what happened is that with Cindy, we both kind of gave up a little bit. We could have pushed a little bit more. We were out of time at the end. Right. You know, but we kind of let her go off. And uh, had we interjected, I think she probably would have gone off even more. But who knows where it could have gotten us. It's not our job to stroke egos. You know, sometimes we'll get into it. We'll be a little prickly. We'll ask a question they might not like. But whatever. It was a learning experience. We knew straight off the bat that she wasn't super into the interview either. Right. Right off you, right? Yeah, just love to hear your voice. Okay. Yeah, that was. I mean, yeah. I, if you want to take issue, it's like, come on, lady, lighten up. Yeah. Anyway, tell the people where they can write more wonderful letters. As always, you can email them to stuckinthe80s at tampabay.com. What's happening, hot stuff? Ah, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for mystery movie moment. We're going to play a snip of a movie from the 80s. If you can get it right, what are we going to do? We get the mini posters. We'll bring you back something from Vegas. Ah, fuzzy dice. Yeah. What can we bring back from Vegas? I don't know, fungus. That they won't know about. Some sort of fungus. <laughs> yeah. Aside, you know. Bubonic plague. That's interesting. Pay attention. Here was last week's mystery clip. Applause, applause, applause. Yes, that's Annie Potts from Pretty in Pink. You know, here's, I have an idea. I j- this just came to me. Are you ready? I'm not going to like this, am No, I? you're not. We should have an ultimate stuck in the 80s contest like a real true blue contest okay? okay and we can have people send in you know i don't know what it is if really you, thought this went through haven't no, you no, no, no. i don't know if, if you if you get selected if you're the stuck in the 80s winner we will fly to your hometown and we will dj a party in your backyard an 80s party and we'll have accoutrement <laughs> and we will steve and we will like we'll smokies stay, in a pot We'll do it all. What do you think about that? God, I don't know. And, you know, I'm going to talk to our ad people here at the at TampaBay.com and the, the St. Pete Times. I love that idea. And what if it's like somebody in Finland? <gasps> but it's a clever ruse. And I get there and it's like, I'm arrested. <laughs> but no! You were in, in on it the whole time? I like that. I'm warming up to it. What do you think about that idea? Uh, oh, you did the you eye know what? roll. You know what? I, I love the idea. I, I love your enthusiasm for it. <laughs> You. But what I see is I see the I see the obstacles, and I I know that's like what litigious legal <laughs> well, obstacles. Bit, some of that too, just the whole. I mean, just Spears and Daly coming to your town. I think that was the name of the Bon Jovi tour. You know what? I, we should tell people that I, like Saturday night I, I had a few drinks and I had a great <laughs> idea that we should do a show on The Expendables, the new Sil- Sylvester Stallone movie with Dolph Lundgren, Drago's in it, uh, Bruce Willis. 
We have all these great Schwartzies in it, all these great action. Uh, Mickey Rourke is in it, all these 80s people. And you were like, let me guess, you're on drink number four. And I'm like, how'd you know? <laughs> and then I just went and went sleepies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway, that's the, that's the story of our life. Anyway, yeah. that's if you like the idea, Spearsy and Daly, coming to your town. <laughs> You're going to talk to me people like it, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll I figure out a way great. to do it's, it. It's the grand contest, and we come. And you don't have to put us up. We'll stay in a hotel. I think they should put us up. That should, we'll that, bring banners, shirts. Look, we could be on cots. We could stay in little cots in the basement. Wait a minute. <laughs> Maybe we might have to drive there with like a U-Haul. Oh, now <laughs> I'm, I'm really liking this. We can drive Twitter there. as we go. Yeah, we'll drive there because we're going to have to bring all my uh, 80s vinyl. <laughs> Put your contest aside for 10 seconds and, and announce the winners. <laughs> this week's winners of Mystery Movie Moment. And no, picking, and no picking just the ones who live in towns that you want to go visit. Becky Rebello in San Francisco. I She should she should win. <laughs> I want to fix that. Rebecca is... Becky Rebell is our winner. We'll be there in a couple days. Uh, Carol Jansen. There's another one. Forget it. It's a tie. Miss M and Kissimmee. Bonnie Hendrick. Kissimmee. Kissimmee. That's where Disney World is. Bonnie Hendrick in Minnesota. Pinhead. Magnus in New York City. Basil in Maryland. Blake Britton. Marie from Montreal. Ken in St. Louis and the great <laughs> Basil. Basil. <laughs> Did he put it on here twice? Did I? Basil of Maryland won twice. <laughs> oh, God. It's been a I'm long so week. Loopy. These, these crackles are getting to me. All right. Pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. Who else knows about this? Just you and I. Let's leave it that way. If you know it, email us at stuckinews at tempe.com and tune in next week to find out if you're a wiener. All right, time for Name That 80s Tune. We will play a snippet of a song from the 80s. You can get it right. Oh, we could be visiting your town. I like the idea of Montreal. Do you think Marie in Montreal would put us up? I'd love to go to Montreal. They put mayonnaise on everything. Clay would I, love it. I, lo- <laughs> I loved, I'd like to go to Montreal. I've never, I've never been to Canada. Let's fix it. Let's fix the contest. You know, it's funny because after, you know, on, on Facebook, we can follow our stats and we can see where our. our um, you know, people who belong to the Stuck in the 80s fan group on on Facebook, we can see where they come from for the most part. And it's a three-way tie for second place between Canada, England, and Australia. Awesome. We're literally like two two fans separate the difference. So it's like maybe, maybe Canada's where we should go. I'll go to Canada. I like the idea. Yeah, Pay attention. Here was last week's mystery tune. That's Take the L by the Motels. Oh, this must be a great live band. Where can I go to see the Motels? You can see them in Las Vegas. (gasps) Awesome. Did anybody win this week? Just a couple. Uh, Katie S, Kevin Wench, Gary the Love Taco, and the great Dave Featherston, Australia. That'd be a tough one to pull off. Australia? What, yeah, isn't it like a, a 46-hour flight? <laughs> Something like that. Costs like $5,000. Awesome, yeah. Work would never pay for it. No. We'd file a couple of podcasts from that. <laughs> <laughs> We'd have to a lot. Oh, Did we tell you our idea, though? In, uh, in Vegas, if all goes according to plan... 
We're going to file podcasts live from Vegas. Live podcasts. You don't have to wait for us to come back. Are we to- Skyping, Steve? There's no Skyping. <laughs> but um, Time we will- for Skyping, John Book. We're going to do some shorties. Hey. <laughs> I'm very sensitive about that. We're going to do some shorties. We're going to do like a 10, 15, maybe 20-minute show in Las Vegas. We will upload them and file them straight to iTunes, straight from Sin City, wow. if all goes according to wow. plan. Dateline Sin City. I tried this last time, I should warn you, and it didn't work. It didn't? No. But I've learned from my mistakes. Why, why didn't it work? I don't know. I've learned from my mistakes. I think I know better this time around. I think we're going to pull it off. I'd love to. So I'm not touching a drop. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's amazing how convincing you are. <laughs> Pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. If you know it, email us at stuckinnews.tampa.com and find out if you're a wiener. Hey, Sean and Steve. This is Little Orphan Annie of the Infinite Email. Now, I had never heard the, Mama, the full Mama No story before the 200th episode podcast, and I had to laugh because I myself, in fact, speak Norwegian, and I have studied it for five years. Now, and it's quite funny because it seems that next summer it is a high possibility that I will be doing an exchange trip to Norway. Thought that I'd share that with you guys. Love the podcast. <laughs> Bye. You ready to continue the countdown? Let's go, baby. Fast, fast, fast. So be it. Number four. Simply red. <laughs> yeah, that little gremlin. I don't like this. That little ginger gremlin. Kathy Wass is a, a, a huge fan. I think she has the box set. She was supposed to be here today, Kathy. We've had some people ask about her, but she's on vacay, right? Yeah, she's driving to Chicago, I think. What? Driving. Crazy Kathy Wass. We should call her on the road. Uh, I didn't think about that. Um, if you don't know me by now. I'm like, I didn't know this was a cover song. Oh, yes. Yeah. By Harold yeah. Melvin and the Blue Notes. <laughs> I knew that. Come Aren't on. they the band that was supposed to play in uh, that in uh, Blues Brothers, but then uh, Elwood and Jake show up instead? No, they're the band from Back to the Future at the end. Are they really? <laughs> no, it's, uh, what's his name? Marvin Barry. <laughs> at this point, I'll buy anything. I'm just like, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, I simply read that little guy. I don't like him either. It creeps me out. I don't like they him. have a lot of fans. They have a lot. They have a big cult following. I can honestly say I don't like I can't, oh, this I, next song, I don't like seeing one of their I'm songs. I'm looking at this list. I can't believe this next song is not number one. Oh my lord! This might be one of the worst Ready? songs of all. I might hate this more than I hate True. Number three. Ooh, baby,
That's Will to Power. Or as Sean refers to him. Good Lord, is that terrible. Baby, I love your way in Freebird. What? I like I'm, Peter Frampton. No, that, that's not the point. But and so I like, and so I like the song. I don't like Leonard Skinner, and you know I don't like Leonard Skinner. I've never heard you say anything negative about oh Leonard Skinner. Oh, my God. You have a Confederate flag in your front yard. <laughs> I lived. Uh, not good. That's not true. Uh, it's for not true. For four long sorry. years, for four long years, I lived in Jacksonville, Florida, which is the home of three famous southern bands. Can you, Leonard Skinner is one of them. Can you name the other two? Florida bands? Almonds? Uh, I think the almonds were there. No, they're yeah, famous southern bands from Jacksonville, Florida. There's three. All three of them were kind of in the 80s, except for Leonard Skinner. I don't. Who else? 38 Special. Really? From Jacksonville? Yep. And Molly Hatchet. Molly Hatchet. But Leonard Skinner is yeah. like the hometown boys. And every day at noon, the rock station would play nothing but an hour solid of Leonard Skinner. At noon? Noon. You think it'd be like drive time? No, noon. Every day. Boom. One hour, Leonard Skinner, always ending with Freebird. I don't mind Leonard Skinner; they're they're a good band. But I mean, you just Ugh. these two will to power. I oh, it just geez. it'll wear will you to down. Power is the name of an American dance pop group that originated in Southern Florida in the mid '80s. Yeah, yikes! It reached the top of the Billboard charts. Yeah. Wait, no, wait, did it? Did I read that right? Oh Lord! Oh man! Yeah, I, I remember that. Jeez, it might have been like my prom theme or something. Oh man. That's it's soulless. It's so soulless. Yeah. Like it's elevator like, music it's has like, it's, more know what soul. It is? It's like hooked on classics. You know, let's move on. Man. Ready? Yeah. Number two. Ah, uh, the Bon Jovi fans are not going to forgive us easily for this one. I got th- I, I like Bon Jovi. Yeah, you like him better than I do. But I don't like this song. Hey, let me tell you a little th- something about Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi fans have surpassed probably mm, Clay Aiken fans. I'm trying to think of some others. As Rush fans. Rush has no, but as people who send me hate mail, I think now I've gotten more hate mail from Bon Jovi fans for the things that I've said, and I tweak now and then. I do. I tweak a little nip, you know, but the Bon Jovi fans are, and they're all nurses, okay? I have these nurses who send me these the hate mail, and they say, hee, 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 you have a small wiener. And the funny thing about that is... Aside it, from the obvious. <laughs> aside from the obvious, it's not, it's not even libelous because it's true. I can't even sue because I'd have to pull a Spears on trial, you know? <laughs> I hate everybody. Case dismissed. <laughs> um, is that I once, I told this story before, had my gazots checked, you know, yeah. by a really, really nice woman who's, who's now, a, a, you know, a, a Facebook friend, and she emails me, but she was a nurse. And then I came out of there, and there's a big gaggle of nurses there, and we all started talking about Bon Jovi. And I'm like, I'm not a big fan. And then I reviewed the show, and I was really mean about it. And now all of a sudden, I get tons of, of, of emails from nurses saying that I suck because I don't know what I'm talking about. A hundred million fans can't be wrong or something like that with Bon Jovi. And then the last line is, 
you're just mad because he has a bigger wiener than you do. And I'm like, you know what? I'm putting two and two together. <laughs> the lesson, the that? lesson, never have your gazots checked. <laughs> I have my gazots checked in Vegas, too. Jesus, where have oh, I had my gazots checked? I hope, I wonder what we'll get checked this time in Vegas. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know. Do we have any I more have songs? This knife to do? in my back. We've got one last song, and anybody, once you hear it, I don't know. This song is bad. This is up there on my top five awful. And I like her. I like her as an artist yeah. and a person. That baby I'd love your way, Freebird, is yikes. Is that bad? We've kind of hidden the identity of this one for a while. We've been pretty sly, but when you hear it. Yeah, release no. the hounds. <laughs> Here we go. Number one. Did you ever know that you're my hero? Midler, Wind Beneath My Wings. From this movie, Beaches. One of the ultimate chick flicks of the 80s. Yeah, it's probably number one chick flick, right? I don't was know. It was two friends, and they grew up together, and then Barbara Hershey and Bette Midler, and then one of them dies. It's like a Nicholas Sparks novel. Yeah. Never seen Beaches. I have. It's, it's a good movie. But this song... Is it good? Did you oh, cry? Yeah. No, I don't cry at anything. You know me. You cried! Why does she have to die? When you carry my lifeless corpse down the sun, the strip in Las Vegas, yeah, you sing when beneath. I think the photographer should shoot us from behind. Like, beautiful. As my knees give in, (laughs) (laughs) oh, I'm so spent. Too many. I need more crackles to keep me going. This is also a cover song. Do you know that? 1972 gospel group called the Mighty Clouds of Joy. Oh, I know that. Sheena Easton actually recorded it. But uh, but it was not released as a signal. I imagine that the original wind, wind Beneath My Wings was Jesus. And then for the movie, they changed it to Barbara Hershey. Hershey. <laughs> no <laughs> sacrilege there. You know, I like Bette Midler. She seems sassy, you know. A little too sassy. <laughs> you think like so? You, like you want her as a friend, but you wouldn't want to date her. You know what I mean? She's got nice legs. But she'd always be mouthing off. I mean, not mouthing off in a bad. I'm just always like, what you don't like? (laughs) You don't like women with a strong mind, Steve? No, I love women with a strong mind. That goes along with your Confederate flag (laughs) down south. I can keep them, uh, you know, barefoot pregnant. It's it's like you. She's like the female version of you. What what is that supposed to mean? I just figured it out. A, she's got the same legs. Yes, she does. And, and she B, does. she everything's a joke. Everything's a joke to Sean Daly. Why would you say such a Everything's a joke to Bedmill. I'm kidding. My God. <laughs> oh, I haven't had you a cup for me in a while. You suck. Vegas is canceled. You wish Vegas was canceled. Actually, that would just crush you if it were. No, I can't wait to go. Anyway, thanks for everybody for putting up with my um, hyperactivity today. You I'm seem not normal sure now. Happened. You seem normal. You seem Am like coming you've, down? you've leveled out. Le- this is me uh, level state. I don't know where that came from. I need a release. <laughs> well, that was the only acceptable one at the time. <laughs> Get in here, you rascal. <laughs> Hey, we will talk to all of you from Las Vegas in just a few short days. Uh, for those of you who are coming with us, bring us treats. Bring us wild turkey. In the meantime, Sean Daly, myself, and Bette Midler, or are they one and the same, are hopelessly stuck in the 80s.
Stuck in the 80s is produced by the St. Petersburg Times and TampaBay.com. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for the music for the opening credits. Read our blog at TampaBay.com slash blogs slash 80s, and don't forget to subscribe to the show at iTunes. <laughs>